Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hi, this is Laurel. Welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks, a podcast where we teach you how to make money, how to keep money, how to do it with the team. And uh, that last piece is absolutely essential. Uh, and especially in the category we're going to be talking about today, which is marketing. I would say marketing is the answer to everything because it's where your money is, because it's where your lead is. That becomes your customer, which becomes your cash. So Steve Sims is with me today. He is like world leading at business systems. So he knows how to get selling systems together. So no matter what your category, if you're looking to raise capital, just find that ideal customer to bring you more money. Steve is here to talk about it. So Steve, welcome to Laurel's World Money Talks. Thank you very much. And just one thing before we get started, uh, Steve Sims, a good friend of mine, is a travel guy. My name is Steve Cypress, and I'm here to help. Cypress, I always, <laughs> well, how can we, I always say that though. How can I always call you Steve Sims? That's okay. I would love it. That's a fantastic. I would love that. He would not, but I take that he as would a not? compliment. All right. He would not like to be known as me because he's Steve Sims. He's awesome. <laughs> You're awesome. So, Steve Cypress, tell me how you even got started. I always like the backstory of how somebody arrives as the entrepreneur and expert that you are. Well, in my case, it was completely accidental. So, it's kind of a fun story in that way. I was in law school. And in my final year in law school, I knew that all my friends were about to disperse and go their ways, and we were never going to see each other again. And I wanted to come up with a way that we could all keep in touch, and I could force my friends to keep in touch with me. And I invented a game where we could play over the phone and through the mail, and they would have to call me every week. And we based it on sporting events, and they would call me up and tell me what players they wanted on their team, and I would keep the statistics and mail out the wins and losses, and we had no idea at the time, but I was inventing what is now known as fantasy football or fantasy sports. And no way. Yeah, well, there, there was no internet back then as far as everyone having it, so I found out later there was a few of us in various areas all inventing the game around the same time, and none of us knew it, so we all had all different rules of how you play, but it was all based on we were sports fans and we loved playing the game. So that was back in the 80s, and it was just a hobby of mine, and it was a lot of fun. And what happened is the second year I was running it, everyone started asking, well, my brother wants to join, and my friend wants to join, and my dad wants to join. And I was like, we only have room for a certain number of people in a league. And so I started a second league. And there I was doing all the grunt work and, again, no computers and by hand, figuring all the statistics, taking all the phone calls. Here's my lineup. Here's my trade, whatever. And I was like, what am I doing? I'm doing a whole league here that I'm not even in. And somebody came up to me and said, yeah, you ought to do this and charge money and do it professionally. And that that person actually found an ad, an obscure little one-inch classified ad in the back of a crazy, rabid sports fan publication that nobody ever heard of. And he said, look, there's people charging money for this and doing it professionally. And I, long story short, I placed an ad. I looked at all the other ads and I just improved on everything they were offering. And I made it a little better, placed my ad. And long story short, within three years, I was the largest company in the industry and having a blast, turned my hobby into a business and raking in the cash and everyone was having fun and making money. That's awesome. So then where did you move to from there? Like, how did you end up? 
having this extraordinary following. And actually speak about all of the different assets that you provide, I mean, from magazines, radios, podcasts. I mean, you do so much. Well, great question. I mean, what happened was people started asking me, how'd you do it? How'd you build that successful business? Lots of people in America, well, maybe not lots, but depending on what survey you see, about 13% of Americans own our own business. And the other 87% depend on us for everything. So that 13% started asking me, how'd you do it? And that was back in the 80s. If you remember, I'm sure you remember the days of outrageously heinous interest rates and banks not lending money and Jimmy Carter making everything ridiculous and terrible to do business. And so people were asking me for help. And so I started helping people. And then the same thing happened again. I guess that was a hobby. And somebody said, you ought to start charging for this. See, I, I went to law school. I was never a business person. I don't even know what the hell I was doing. I fell into everything accidentally. And people said, you ought to start charging money. People will pay money for this. It's great advice. You're helping a lot of people. And so I set up that I was a business consultant. And so that's what I've been doing for about 30-something years is helping people make money with their business. No matter what business it is, every business is different and every business provides a different deliverable. But we all have a certain things in common, don't we? We all want to attract more clients, customers, members, patients, whatever it is in your business. We all want to attract better ones. We all want to raise our prices, make better money. We all want to put systems in place so we can work less and enjoy our life more. We all have that in common, and that's what I help people do. So let's talk about the myths of business. Let's, let's go the other way. So what's the number one, two, three things when you start with a client that, I mean, you just constantly see wrong. Like, it's just a myth that has got, like, one of, one of my myths I always say is, you know, I start with people, I say, build it, I guarantee they're not coming, right? <laughs> build it, then they will come and do your passion, and you're going to have all this tons of money. I think that's a myth. So that is a great one. Myth. Yeah, the old do what you love and the money will follow. What kind of BS is that? Exactly, right? So talk You know, about I love playing solitaire. So somehow the money doesn't follow. Nobody knocks on my door and says, can I play with you? No, you can't. It's solitaire. So... That's stupid. But the number one myth in my world, the number one mistake people make is they don't respect marketing. You said it at the beginning right away on this part of the podcast is that marketing is everything. That's where the money comes from and people don't respect it. So they do things like, oh, I'll just, uh, you know, talk to my secretary or talk to my office manager or I'll, I do social media or I go to networking meetings or I set up a website or you know, as if it's like, oh, I oh, it's like a necessary evil. I hate doing this. Oh, it's just, it's no big deal. Like marketing is everything. And so that's the number one mistake is they don't have respect for marketing. So they don't learn about marketing. They don't study marketing. They don't dive into marketing. They figure it's just, oh, something I have to do, like paying the rent or paying the bills. And of course, marketing is what pays the bills. So it's what you have to have the most respect for. So let's break down marketing. It's a big conversation, Steve. So what are the two, three things? If you get a brand new client and they pretty much don't have anything, where do you start them? I mean, given all the avenues from all the social media channels, I mean, just the basis of building a database, getting a brand, like where do you start them in this big mass of a conversation called marketing? Well, that's a great question. I'm going to default to the last question you asked, was the mistake. And the biggest mistake people make is they start with, the last thing they should think about is how they're going to attract the clients, what method, what, what I call what way they're going to use. I have, I'm known for what's called the wow strategy that I put together because I'm a simple person 
And I, when I ventured into the world of marketing gurus and experts or whatever, I get all discombobulated because they all overcomplicate the crap out of things. I mean, that serves them. It makes you, you got to keep going to their seminars and buying more of their stuff. And it's always a new product and a new course and a new whatever. But I'm a real simple person. So I boiled it down to three letters, W-O-W. You got to know all about the target who. That's the first W, the who that you want to attract. You want to know everything about them, especially emotionally, what's bothering them, what problem they have that you can solve. And then you want to offer to solve that problem with an irresistible offer. And that's the O. You want to make an offer that they absolutely can't refuse. And then the last W, and it's the last thing you should think about, is the way or the ways, that's the last W, that you're going to use to get your irresistible offer in front of your ideal target who. And the big mistake is people start with the last W. You know, I could have made it the first W, and I could have said the first thing you do is you think of the way. I want a website. I want social media. I want to do direct mail. I want email. I want a magazine. I want a podcast. There's a million ways, but that's the last thing you got to think of. The first thing is you got to zero in on exactly who you want to attract, and then you got to come up with an irresistible offer to them that makes them run to you begging to connect with you and do business with you. And then you'll figure out the best way to do that. So Steve, go to a target client. So use real estate investor or agent. So how does someone identify their target client? Because I don't think a lot of people know who their avatar is. Great question. So there is a couple of ways of doing that. If they've been doing it for any length of time, they can go through their files, through their database, or just mentally or through their phone or whatever, and start to make a list of characteristics of the people that have already become investors with them and start to write down or interview them or call them and find out or go to their social media page, their LinkedIn, their Facebook, whatever, and start to find out about them. And when you make this list, you're going to find some commonalities. Number one, they're probably going to find they have money. But then they're going to find out, again, I talk about going into the emotional. I know you, you know, you're asking me all this, Laurel, but you're an expert in all this stuff, of course, because you can't be successful without being great at this stuff or hiring someone who's great at this stuff. You have to be great at it. So you, you figure out their emotional problem. Why would they invest with you? What are they looking for? Well, they're looking to make money. Well, what are they looking to do with the money? Why do they want to make money? And that's where you start to get into the powerful part of marketing, of attracting the right person, is you get into their psychology, into what we call in the marketing world, psychographics. Why do they want the money? And then it's going to split up into different categories, right? Some investors want to make the money so that they feel smart. Some investors want to make money to retire early. Some investors want to make money because they just want to keep amassing a fortune and lord it over all their friends and become wildly, conspicuously wealthy. Uh, but, and you can, yeah, sure, we all know those people, right? But you break it down now, you're going to have several messages. And that's another mistake, going back to your original question, that people make. They put a, out of one message and they think, come one, come all. And I have a saying, and it's probably one of yours too, if your target market is everyone, then your customer, your client, your investor is going to be no one. So you can't put out one message to everybody and say, if you want to make money so you can feel smart, or if you want to make money so you can retire early, or if you want to make money so you can lord it all over everybody and show off how wealthy you are, then you want to call me. You want to have three different websites three different email campaigns, three different social media camps, three different magazines, podcasts, three different of everything because you got three different messages that you're speaking because psychologically you're speaking to three different people. And that's a big mistake people make. They think everyone's the same. And of course, everyone's different. 
Well, and let's speak to the biggest difference that I see is the millennials versus the baby boomers. So you talk about one message fits all, like it couldn't be further away. And obviously right. there may or may not be the same client in there, but what advice do you give people that really need that breath to market across those that span? Another great question. So I talked about one way to find out, to figure out how to speak to your ideal target, who they are. One way is to go through the history of who they've been. The second one, if you're brand new or if you don't have enough history or if you just want to branch out and get more or different investors or different people to attract, you do some research and you find out who they are. And one way, a great way, thankfully, and it's free, is all this technology out there, all this social media where you can go and find somebody's Facebook page, LinkedIn page. I mean, years ago... We had to do research. I would call the business and talk to the secretary and ask some questions. I'd say, you know, I want to send him a gift. Does he like opera? Does he like tickets to a sporting event? You know, what does he like? But now we can go right onto social media and we can see what they're like. So the first step to this research is to find out what they want, what makes them tick. And you hit the nail on the head. Millennials in general have a whole different category, a whole different list and all different stuff that makes them tick and motivates them as opposed to baby boomers. The millennials are starting to have a lot of money and have a lot of sway in the marketplace. It's a smart group to target. But if you find when you're doing some research that they're more about, oh, I want to do something that saves the world. I want to do something that's good for the planet. I want to do something that whatever that kind of stuff, then that's what you want to talk about. Hey, I can help you to save the world because my all the properties I invest in are environmentally safe materials and I put on solar heating and I make smart homes or whatever, you know, or I'm in a certain area that needs development and therefore you're doing really good with the world with your money. And that's a message you would give to millennials that you might not speak to baby boomers. Then you might want to talk about security and you're looking to retire and you want a solid investment. And so if these key words come in are just mirroring the words in their head, what are they thinking? You find that out. And then you offer it to them. Pretty simple when it comes right down to it. You know, all the time when I am all the time, these guests on these TV and radio shows and podcasts and all the time when I talk about these ideas, the interviewers like, well, duh, that just makes so much sense, except I never thought about it that way. I'm, of course, I'm talking to someone different. Again, I'm, <laughs> you're not going to say duh or you haven't thought about it because I've seen you in action, Laurel. You're another great example. I've seen you in action. I've seen you speak at all different events. Large crowds, small crowds, different events, and you have a different message to every one of them. Lazy speakers have the same speech they give all the time. You can go see it on YouTube. Then you go see them in person. It's like the same exact talk, no matter what the audience. Not nearly as effective as you. You speak right to the audience. In fact, you often, almost always, you'll bring someone up on stage and you speak exactly directly to them in particular. And you know there's other people in the audience in that situation. So you do this, you do it quite naturally. And I wish that on every one of your listeners that they get so good at it. Eventually they're doing it naturally, but they got to stop speaking at people and be so proud of what they do. Notice I have two W's in the wow strategy and neither one stands for the what I didn't say what nobody cares. What nobody cares what you do until they care that you want to help them. They're the who, and you make them an irresistible offer that speaks directly to them, to what they want, and you get it to them in the way that they want to receive it. So you don't come to me and say, Steve, I want an email campaign. How do you know? Millennials don't want email. 
They want text messages. So you want a text message campaign, but you're speaking to seniors and baby boomers. Well, they don't want text messages. They want direct mail. So again, let's go to the last W last. That's where it belongs. And nowhere is the what. No one wants to hear me, 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 me. I've been around this long and I do this and this is what I do. And this is where we are. And we're locally owned and operated and I'm certified in this. And I got nobody cares yet. Until they care that you, they know that you care about them. The who, that's everything. You got to know all about the who. And it's as if you were speaking to them one-on-one across the table when you speak to a group. As if you could speak to someone one-on-one. Laura, you do that effortlessly. You do it fantastically. That's why you're so successful. Your listeners ought to look at that, follow that. Now light bulbs ought to be going off all over podcast land as they listen and go, yeah, you know, Laurel is great at doing that. I want to get great at doing that. Well, the first step is get out of your own world and stop (laughs) with the me, me, me spitting up all everybody and get into the you, 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 you. I go to about me pages on the web or on social media and every other word is I, we, I, we. Nobody gives a crap. Not I will help you make more money. How about you will make more money when you call me? It's all about you. It's all about them. I love that. So let's talk about how you get up. I'm all riled up here now. I know. I love that. So how I teach people how to get off of me, me, me is I say, get curious about their life and ask questions like what other techniques? I mean, I know that sounds very simple, but there's a lot of sophistication in all of that. But, you know, when I'm teaching people how to even get the shift off of because, you know, there's networking groups that actually teach them these three to five minute all about me, and then I'm a transformational, magical, blah, blah, blah. And then by the time they're done, you're asleep, and they haven't even... Blah, 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 exactly. So in addition to... Those are my two. I say, so get curious about somebody else and ask them questions, stop talking about you. What else would you coach those that are listening and saying, oh, that's interesting. How do I go find out about someone else? You said the about page, go to social media. What other... Well, now you go back to the ways that I'm going to go back to the who and the number one way that I help people do it is psychological. It's actually, I know this is going to sound radical and crazy and maybe everyone's going to click off the podcast now, but you actually care about people. How about that? How about if you actually cared (laughs) about your prospects? Now it's not so tough to ask questions and be curious and find out about what they want, is it? And you know what? How about you also have enough honesty that when you ask these questions and they tell you what they want, and if you can't bring it to them, you say, you know what, but let me think and let me get your card and let me get your information and I'll introduce you to somebody that can help you because you actually care about them. And, you know, that comes shining through. Laurel, I, again, I'll yep. just use, use the example. Everyone sees you, even if they are in a group of a thousand people and they see you on stage, they believe, wow, she's speaking to me. She really cares about me. Everyone listening on the podcast knows it could be 10, 20, 30,000 people listening. They all know you care about them. That's why you bring me on and other guests because you care about them. I love business owners. Again, the 13% of Americans that drive everything that happens in the world. People always, oh, I need a job. It's all about jobs, jobs, jobs. We never say we need a job. We own a business. We, we provide jobs. We provide everything to everybody. I love people that do that. All the sacrifices people make to run businesses, to provide goods and services, to drive the economy, to, to hire employees and pay their bills. That's what we're doing, and to pay our suppliers' bills, and to provide good products and services for the community. It goes on and on. So I love those people. Well, I want to find out all about them, what makes them tick, what they like, what they hate, what keeps them up at night, what big problems they have. Not, you know, and here's another one. 
another mistake people make, going back to your original question, is they talk all about in the positive terms. And they're afraid to get into negative terms. They're afraid to use fear. Everyone has fear. So you don't have to think that you're injecting fear. They have fear. You're just recognizing it. So instead of somebody saying, well, I can help you get this result, talk in terms of I can help you avoid making this mistake. It's the, no, it's the first question you ask me. So again, you're a perfect model of how to do this. You didn't say Steve's going to go on here. And Steve, the first thing I want you to talk about is everything good about marketing. You said, Steve, tell me about the mistakes people make because human beings, and I know you say this all the time, you point it out, human beings are much more motivated to take action against fear than they are to achieve something that sounds rosy and good. So yeah. you want people to take action. You speak to their fears. What's keeping them up at night? So much that your message is going to speak so personally to their number one fear that they're going to read your social media post, your, they don't hear your podcast, your direct mail, your newsletter, your email, your mail. I don't care what way you're using. They're going to read your message and go, holy crap, honey, was this guy or this gal sleeping under our bed last night? Were they, were they in our kitchen listening to us have that conversation about the problem we needed to solve? They're speaking right to it. I got to call them. They're clearly... The obvious choice. This is the one I want to invest with. He's speaking to everything I want to find in somebody I invest money with. We got to call him. I love how riled up you get. You sound like me when I, you know, get all riled up. You saw me last week. I was so riled up at that little, you know, that, that place we were at. I'm going to say. I mean, you saw me just like ditch my whole presentation and go coach booths because the booths were just so crappy. Like, what was this supposed to right. be doing? Like, I just went raw, like, just straight out there. They didn't even ask permission. I'm like, what is this booth supposed to do? Give me candy and your real estate and your mortgage? Like, what is the, you know, anyway, we had fun. So getting all riled up. How do you teach people? Well, I get riled up again because I care. Because <laughs> I, it drives me crazy. Because, Laurel, 90% of we, whatever survey you hear and whatever, all the different studies. But I'll just say in general, we hear that 90% of businesses go out of business. What yep. the hell? 90% of business. But before they go out of business, Laura, you know this, what happens? Well, they pay their suppliers, they pay their employees, they pay their taxes, they pay their rent, they pay their phone bill. Like all this money is going out. The business owner who doesn't listen to you and doesn't do the right things is paying themselves last and paying everybody first. And they're going into debt. And they're charging up their credit cards because, oh, at least I'm self-employed. I'm living my dream. I think that if I build it, they'll come. And if I do what I love, the money will follow. And then life hits them in the head after a certain amount of time and goes, you're done. You have no cash. You have no cash flow. You have no systems in place to produce cash. So this thing doesn't work. No one wants to buy it. No one wants to become your customer client. No one wants to invest with you. This thing is done. And I hate that. That sucks. Business owners who are taking all that risk and doing all that good ought to be making the most money of everybody. So cut the crap and start doing things right. Come on. So let's talk about how they do it right. They're listening. They're getting riled up. They're like, damn it, I got to do it. What's your advice? Like, I tell people to go find great people to hire. Now, the question that comes right behind that is, well, I can't afford it. I said, well, then get out and make some money and, you know, we teach you how to make some quick cash. You can afford it. What do you do with those people in the beginning where they, I'm going to say, can't afford extra Facebook ads and getting their landing pages right and getting radio done and getting it together? I don't know. Go flip burgers. <laughs> go get a job. Okay. Business is all about an entrepreneur. If there's lots of definitions, but my definition of an entrepreneur is someone that takes assets and puts them together in a way 
to produce more assets. That's what entrepreneurs knew. That's so when you hear the socialist losers of the world saying you didn't build that, oh, because somebody else built the roads and someone else built the Internet. Yeah, but everyone uses the roads and everyone uses the Internet, including the 87 percent of people that do nothing with it, but go work a job. The entrepreneur says, hmm, I'm going to take that road and that Internet and this person and that expertise and I'm going to put it all together in a way that's going to produce more value. So if you've got to go borrow money from friends, you've got to sell your car, you've got to sell your old collection of whatever the hell is gathering cobwebs. You know, I've helped so many people to sell their crap to get enough money to buy a business. I did it once. I sold all the baseball cards I had accumulated as a kid. What a win, win, win that was, Laurel. Think about it. I sold my collection of baseball cards. I got 10 grand from the owner of the baseball card shop to start a business. He got all kinds of inventory to sell and make money. And then his customers got the cards that they really wanted that they would put in their cases and, and what I had them in shoe boxes in a basement doing no good for the world and for anybody. So I got out there and sold them and everybody won. And then I started a business from it. So I coach people on how to do that. And thanks to eBay, any of your crap you're collecting, you can get it all back on eBay. So sell it to invest in something if you believe it. And if you don't, don't go flip burgers, go get a job. If you really believe in it, Show that you really believe in it. Go ask your friends, your family, sell your stuff. Go 100%, go all out, go into this thing and make it happen. Place the Facebook ads you got to place. Send out a postcard you got to send out. Hire the person you got to hire. Laurel, you know a lot of people. You've been around a while. Have you ever met somebody that's an expert in everything? Does that person exist? Especially nowadays with all the technology. There's a new website every day and they're all changing every day. Is there really... One person knows how to do everything in business. Are you out of your mind? I mean, look at when you talk about real estate, people walk around and know a lot of real estate investors. They will drive around town and they'll point out and go, yeah, we built that. We built that. We built that. I look at them. I go, you've never put a hard hat on except to walk your property. I mean, you didn't build anything, but yet you did. You built that because you hired the concrete guy, the foundation guy, the blueprint guy. You hired the right people to do the work. Man, of, of all people, real estate investors, of all people that sit there and go, oh, I can't hire the right people. That's what you do. You get investment, you get money, then you hire the crews to go in and fix up the place so you can flip it and rent it and sell or wholesale it or sell it, whatever you want to do. You hire the talent that you don't have, hire the skills that you don't have. And in order to hire people, you got to make money. And if you can't figure out ways from listening to Go listen to any 10 random episodes of Laurel's podcast and tell me you don't come out with 100 ways of making money. Exactly. And they will. So, Steve, we got to roll. I can't even, like, believe we're at the end already. So, um, if people want to reach you. I'm getting started. I know. If they want to reach you, they want to connect with <laughs> you, they want you to uh, help them, how do they get a hold of you? You have some goodies that they can ask. Uh, Go find. Well, they can go to thewowstrategy.com, but I'm going to also offer something that I do once in a while, not always because I get backed up and I get a crazy waiting list, but they can go to helpfromsteve.com and I'll get on the phone with them and I'll give them what has come to me known as my 25K and 25, which is I guarantee to find them $25,000 in one 25-minute phone call. Now, I know, Laurel, they know you, and you can probably do it in 10 minutes. But I do it in 25 minutes. I get on the phone. I ask questions. I found out the situation. And I'm going to help them to put some money in their pocket. Then they can take that money 
and they can pay you. They can hire somebody else. They can do some with it, but I'm going to help make some money because everyone is sitting on gold mines of money and they're just not mining the gold. They're always sitting there going, you know this, I need new customer. I need a new thing. I got a new project, a new, new one. You're sitting on a gold mine. I'm going to help you identify it, help you bring in money. Go to helpfromsteve.com. I love it. So you are awesome as always. The rest of you out listening, you are awesome too. Go make money today. And we'll be back on next week's Laurel's Real Money Talk. Share this with other people. You can download it on iTunes or the App Store. Take care. Have a stunningly wealthy week. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.